0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Play on K, the Korean Drama Podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this week we're doing Chicago Typewriter again. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're still not excited. If you asked me how how to how excited I am about this show, like how interested I am in this show, I'm about as interested in this as I am most K dramas after four episodes.
1: That is such a good way to put it. Like if they caught my interest this much by episode four I would have been like, okay, what a good drama.
0: Kind of hooked. Yeah. I kind of love it. But uh, it's been 12 episodes. It feels like they're wasting my time at this point.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I just like, just barely started to care about the characters and we've got four episodes left after this. That's what I was
0: thinking. The characters are finally all not necessarily likable but you're interested in them. And the storylines are all coming together. They're finally making sense instead of just being super vague.
1: Right. That was a big thing that, like, everything was very vague for eight whole episodes.
0: Yeah, but not in a mysterious way, more in just a, I guess I'm supposed to not know what's going on every way.
1: Yep. Where it's like, I don't know, can't commit that much more thought to this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't. (laughs) I think you texted me. I don't remember what happened the first (laughs) eight episodes, so we're going to go four at a time. And I thought that was so funny, because I don't. It's just, you can't commit this to memory. I literally,
1: like, just barely, I I had to stuff and think, Wait, what did happen in the first eight episodes? And I just watched episodes nine through twelve, like, today. Yes! So I can remember those. My my memory retention of this show is good enough for that.
0: But even still, I feel like if I watched them yesterday, and if you asked me what they were about without looking at my notes. I'd be like, they were about the show getting better. (laughs) And uh, a couple things happened that were important and we can talk about, but mostly it was just more exposition. Yeah.
1: Oh, this show is all exposition. And then, like, one tiny point of drama and then some more exposition. Why? I, I do appreciate, like... A couple things, I guess, about that, which is to say there is one part where he decides very early on, as soon as he kind of gets, that it was a past life that he's not messing around and he's going to tell her that it's a past life. And it's one of those things where it's so shocking when someone healthily communicates something serious that's going on in a K-Drum and you're like, cool, you didn't try to hide it. Brad. That's an
0: interesting approach. Yeah, I also liked that kind of about their relationship in general. There was a scene where Secretary Kang was talking to Seju and John Sol's friends were talking to her about their relationship, and everyone was like, "You guys can't be this." Like, forward with each other, and you can't just smile when each other walks in the room. You gotta play it cool, do the cat-and-mouse game like a normal couple so it'll last, and they're like, F you. And I really (laughs) like that.
1: I did, too, because I am done with, like, the you-need-to-be-more-less-vulnerable-in-your-relationships. like don't like that. And they were both like, that's not me. That's not our relationship. How about you go ahead and use that in your relationships and see how far you get?
0: Oh. I liked that. I I liked their confidence with it, too.
1: Yeah, that felt really, really good. That, there are, see, there's parts where the characters are so charming and good to me. And I'm, like, I get really excited about them. And then the
0: actual plot
1: keeps happening and I'm like (laughs) I don't don't care
0: (laughs) keeps getting in the way I did these last four episodes get so much more interested in their past life and I think that's because like we said it started to come together more
1: yeah I feel like if the show was just their past life I'd like it more (laughs) Like, if it was just, like, a a period drama about the time that Japan was occupying Korea, and there were lots of problems, and this was the revolution, I'd be like, hell yeah, show me a revolution fighter, like... I want to see the rebellion, I want to see these three dopes that don't know how to love properly but they're trying anyway, like (laughs) these ruffians just trying to make their way in a hard world, I'd be here for it, but instead we have to keep flashing back and forth between like the current world that I don't super care about and then the past world that I do care about but... We get so little of it that it's not really keeping my attention.
0: Yeah. I think the biggest problem with the current world is that a lot of the interest comes from them trying to figure out the past world. And you're like, cool, that's great. That's what I'm trying to do. Same team there. But there's just not enough of the past world thrown in. Keep you caring about it Yeah, I don't know It's an interesting approach to the show To do it where It's the flashbacks Or the past life Is shown By each of them explaining What they remember I yeah. think that's a really cool concept But I don't love How it was done Because it's so slow
1: Yeah and it's like then they're like Oh I only remember this
0: much where it was, like, these last four episodes that we find out that Baked Tae-min also had a past life because finally Shin-yul sees him and is like, oh, he was there too. And then you get some scenes with him and you're like, that's really interesting and I think we could have talked about that earlier.
1: Yeah, like, I, they're waiting a long time to introduce new plot points. They introduce a new villain. In, like, episode 10 or 11. It's late in the game. We're getting on. Yeah. Yeah. And they, like, I think what's interesting is I think she's almost like a replacement for Taemin's mom. Because Taemin's mom was, like, the villain of Mm -hmm. the current world that they're living in. And then all of a sudden, I mean, sensibly, they take the wind out of her sails with, like... The she loses pretty much all of her leverage. Mm-hmm. Like, she no longer has the upper hand, and so she becomes this little dormouse. And that's kind of like eh, okay. Well, I don't know if it's fully wrapped up, but it feels pretty like they're just dropping that one. I don't. Yeah. Know, I don't know if we'll come back to it or not. But then they needed like some drama in the current world. Apparently, Tae being the creepiest wasn't enough. And they introduce a whole new character, and I'm like, cool, great. So I barely know enough about the current characters, and now I have a new character that I have to worry about. Alright, okay.
0: Who's not that interesting at all. Like, uh, yeah, I feel like they could have fleshed out Taiman as the villain more, and kind of had him take over, because he's such a creep in the shadows but i feel like he hasn't done that much as far as being a villain
1: yeah he teeter-totters in the totters
0: a lot he yeah.
1: teeter-totters between creepy and pathetic
0: yeah like i hate him but i don't feel like he's that much of an adversary to Seju and I think they could have worked on that more before being like also John Soul's mom is back which is even to say she's not that much of a villain either she just shows up and is like I left you because we have an entangled past life and I'm not going to explain that statement goodbye and then she disappears forever she dipped hard she's gone And then Shin Yul is like, oh, yeah, there was definitely another lady in the past life. And you're like, that's fine. But I guess I I, I guess I don't really care. (laughs) But if we're talking about the past life, cool, I'm down. I'll go with you. But it seems like you're trying to make it a lot about the present life. There's a lot of scenes of her like trying to find her mom, trying to come to terms with her and her mom's relationship.
1: Yeah. And it's like, I don't... I hope they're fine, but I don't want to watch it. Like, I don't want to watch her go and try to find her mom and fail really fast to, like, no avail. Storyline-wise, like, nothing comes of that. And then she ends up just having to have the conversation she was avoiding in the first place. And it feels a bit like
0: my time was
1: wasted. Just...
0: Yeah. Yeah. Such a weird... Like, those scenes specifically are super weird. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
1: I don't know. I don't want this... It's so hard. It's so hard to go into, like, week three of having a negative opinion, because I really don't... I don't know. It's not a fully negative opinion. I think we did this last episode, so I'll do it again. There are really redeeming qualities. I'm super stoked that the bromance is finally taking off, taking wing. And it's like an impervious bromance as well, because some shit happens with that love triangle. And...
0: Shin is like, I'll take it. I'll take the hit. Yeah. For you, bro. He's
1: fine, and it's really sad. Like, he's not fine. He's really sad. But also, he's not letting it affect their friendship, and that's the coolest.
0: It's so cute. Raquel, um, just want to take a step back here, realize that there was another female villain, and that's probably who you were talking about. Totally. And I literally just took, <laughs> what, ten minutes talking about someone else to realize <laughs> who you're talking about it's, there's so many characters I that mean, they introduced yeah, in the
1: show they dropped like a lot of characters in late cuz the mom came in like one episode caused some issues just dropped a couple bombs stirred the pot and i
0: think i think she's sophia which Shin-Yu was like sophia is like a villain from the past and we got to address that later so i was like yeah she's she's a new villain i guess but in the present life she's not amounting to much Mm -mm. but then there's another girl
1: i forgot about her yeah i think she might be someone's sister i don't know There was like one part
0: where, like, she keeps saying my opa knows everything.
1: Yeah, and
0: then, like, her
1: there were like pictures of her that the private investigator found. That's a that's about as interesting as it gets for me, though. Like, somehow she's probably related to someone.
0: No explanation needed, I guess. I
1: guess. And, like, <laughs> I'm sure that's supposed to be, like, a bomb that gets dropped later. It's probably that she's related to um, Seju, I guess. That would be my guess. We'll see.
0: I don't know. Yeah, but is she like... Yeah, she tries to hurt Taemin first, and then she tries... She says she's going after John's Soul to hurt Seju even more. So it's like, I don't know, I don't know who you're working for, homegirl, if you just work for you. Um, mildly interesting storyline there. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see
1: how, I, like, I kind of don't want it, is the thing. Like, I don't want anything to do with it, because I don't, I'm, I'm trying so hard to like care about what everything else that's going on and then they're like here's a new plot point and I'm like don't I'm busy I'm eating my dinner first don't give me dessert <laughs> don't give me your sad dessert
0: <laughs> yeah yeah okay um let's run through our notes in like a normal way
1: okay Yes, we'll definitely be repl- repleting, repeating some plot points. Really. Yes,
0: and we'll find some more positive notes about this series, because yes. there's stuff in here. Yeah. Number one, the Canadian tuxedo. We didn't talk about it last week. How
1: did we miss it? I like, How did we miss it? I'm late in posting, so this episode will go up. Like a couple weeks after we're recording it, but uh, if no one, if none of our listeners catch that we didn't talk about the Canadian tuxedo, I'm gonna be super sad, guys. I don't know whether yeah. I'm disappointed in you or not yet, but. <laughs> but we we'll might
0: be. Yeah,
1: I'm disappointed in us, because the Canadian tuxedo yeah. is the cornerstone that is holding this podcast together and. It made its reappearance, and we somehow didn't bring it up. A moment of silence for the Canadian tuxedo.
0: A moment of silence for the Canadian tuxedo.
1: (laughs) No, but uh, I do love that- So if you don't- if you're unfamiliar with the Canadian tuxedo, I'd like to draw your attention back to, like, episode. I don't know if it's anywhere in your notes, um, but I think it was, like, an episode seven or something. It's an all-denim outfit. It's uh, It's denim shirt, denim pants, same color, same shade denim, same wash, pretty much. And it's majestic.
0: It's perfect. It's the perfect look. What else? Oh, I'll tell you something and then you can repeat it and pretend that you said it. Okay. <laughs> we'll do the podcast like that for the rest of the time. Why can't you talk? Why can't I talk? Yeah. Can you hear me just fine? Right now? Okay. Like I can not I can like I'm like barely getting Raquel. Like you are a fuzzy robot and like I can, I can oh, barely no. hear you. You're so coming... I was like, "Oh, I must be the same.
1: You're coming in so clear for me right now.
0: Whoa, I'm sorry I wasn't talking. I must okay. have looked like a freaking maniac. I
1: just, I decided to take it. I decided to take it and run with it, because I knew there was a reason <laughs> that this was happening. So, um, I don't you know can if we... have leave all this in. Yeah. This is
0: good quality um, <laughs> explanation as to why I wasn't laughing at your jokes.
1: Edit nothing. Edit we don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Do we edit. go out like real podcasters, no edits. Um yeah. for the rec- like for those of you that maybe haven't heard we have a couple of changes in our system and so whenever we just do this, it means that the internet either on Emily's little like island or on my little peninsula, we live Like, in the country of each of our respective areas, and the internet is garbage. It's very bad. Somehow- I think it's
0: really good here. Yeah. I like to think that. I will say that my
1: internet is, like, it's really hit or miss, which is why we can continue doing the podcast, because, like, I don't know, if it was all miss, then we'd have to figure something else out. But anyway, yeah. We experience technical difficulties on a regular basis.
0: So if I'm weird and quiet, just assume I'm trying not to robot laugh in the (laughs) middle of our podcast.
1: (laughs) Also, the other change is that I have a dog, and uh, I talk about him in every episode now, but mostly because he's super loud and he's been playing fetch in the other room with himself for the entire podcast. So every time you hear a bump, it's him throwing the ball for himself
0: cute it's
1: cute but it's also super loud
0: <laughs> that's a good trick yeah he loves it oh um i have another note that's like prior to the episodes that we watched and it's that apparently uh Shin Yul, that's his name Shinyul was not married because he was like i'll go ask the madam and we were like, okay, he's married and he's taken a child bride as well. That's like spooky. Uh, apparently, he's not. There's just a madam of Carpe Diem. Oops. Oops. Our Oops. bad. Sorry, Shin'yol. Sorry we hate you for some odd reason. I mean, there, trying to get over that.
1: There was like a couple of weird things he's done. But he also did definitely later justify him. Like, uh, w- I hated in the last couple of episodes when he talked about how he didn't want um, Jim Sol to date anyone else. And I was like, hey, how about she gets to date whoever she wants to? And then later he's like, no, I remember Tae Min's past life. He was skeezy. I mostly wanted him away from her but I couldn't really talk about it at the time. And it's still weird the way he phrased it,
0: but
1: also sorry.
0: Yeah, because Taemin is super crazy and keep everyone away from him, okay? Yeah. We forgive you a little bit. Yeah, just everyone.
1: Keep everyone away from him. I do not like him at all. He is tonally just very hard for me to handle right now because, like, he's forceful and gross. And
0: I just, mm-hmm. like, don't want it to... Yeah. mm Stay out of my show. Oh. Yep. I can't take oh, it. Oh, also, um, with shin Yul, it seems like in these four episodes, shin Yul and so Huyang, the old-timey Seju, both kind of fell in love with Homegirl mm-hmm. after she like, took the stage and was, like, an adult and a woman.
1: Oops, sorry, guys. Oops, I was yeah. like, it's grooming and it's gross.
0: <laughs> so maybe not, like, maybe only a little bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not as much as we thought. I still don't love it, because uh, I think I maybe mentioned this in the last podcast episode, but uh, I just feel like when you, like, raise someone, it's still super weird to later become attracted to them. Mm. Mm. I know you can't control
0: your feelings.
1: I'm sorry, I still don't like it. It's still <laughs> it's still really gross.
0: Still get your own house, homegirl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just to put it out there, Shinyeol's not as much of a creepy creep as we definitely thought he was in the last episode of Plan K. Yeah, he's pretty
1: much my favorite
0: character at this point so. Really? Um, probably?
1: I don't know. I like the friend still, the small sweet yeah. friend whose name I forgot to write down.
0: It's like Bing. I'm going to call her Bing.
1: Bing. Yeah, I wrote it down. It's
0: in here somewhere. We'll get to it. <laughs> yeah. I think it might be Ming actually. It's, once we go through the notes, I'll get it. Yeah. Um, but I also really like her. I think Shinyeol was gonna be my favorite character until he called out Soul's name, her old-timey name, so that she could see him. Because he was so close to just being the ultimate, like, uh, stand-up best friend, love of her life. Like, I can sacrifice everything and just be a ghost and disappear. I can do this.
1: I actually really wanted him to say her name. I did not want it. I, I wanted did. him to be strong. I I think I would have had a lot of respect for him if he hadn't. But overall, for me, it's really important that we just shake this damn love triangle off. And I don't think it would be good for anyone if, like, Seiju just had to live with the knowledge that he might have been her second choice. And, mm. like, just didn't know one way or the other. Uh... Ultimately, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I just think it'll be good if, like, we confront this head-on, and he, like, gets through his little love sickness, and, uh, and then we just, we shake it off.
0: Okay. I like that opinion. I respect that. I just thought he was being a coward and wanted to feel human again. And I was like, oh, we already talked about this with the fairy. You need to not need be to a human. Back off. Back off. You are dead. Stay in the shadows, you ghost. <laughs> it's pretty cruel thoughts in my head. So <laughs> yours are nicer and more rational. All right. Let's jump in. Let's uh go every scene by every scene. Just kidding. We've wasted a lot of time already. Yeah. Mm. Let's find some stuff that we really liked.
1: Oh, I've got some good. I they actually did get me a little bit emotional at one part when uh I know. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more. I'll make the weird face that nobody else can see but Raquel. <laughs> um. The and like, I say emotional. My emotional range for this K-drama is a lot smaller than my emotional range for most K-dramas. But it was like, I felt, I felt like patriotic and like really happy for them. Um, when they go to the place where the Japanese building used to be built and it had been destroyed and they just have a, a really important conversation about, um, how like every era is difficult but uh like showing gratitude for the comforts you get to experience because people fought for it before you and I think that that's really really special um uh shoot we say his name every two minutes and I already forgot it uh Shin Yul, right
0: yeah Shinul.
1: Shinyul says I want to live in the year 2017 too. And because he wants to experience his country free, because he didn't get to do that before his life ended. I mean, like, I'm sure there was a point in his life when uh, Korea wasn't occupied by Japan, but it was everything he fought for. And I, w- I just, that made me a little emotional. I thought that was a really special conversation.
0: It was beautifully written and was a really hard time to be in Japan just that moment yeah. like oh no <laughs> yeah. oh no Japan Japan no it's hard to be confronted with your country's sins yeah I like done USA right. just sweeps that under the rug so we never have to face stuff like that yeah like
1: real uh, repressed humans real Ugh.
0: repressed winners winners <laughs> Never talk about what the losers had to face. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the occupation <laughs> of another country seems brutal. And yeah. they wrote about it really beautifully. Oh. oh. That was a really good scene.
1: Yeah. See, this show uh, does have great things in there.
0: It very, does. very small doses. <laughs> It's all about the past. <laughs> Pretty much uh, in the present time, there is a scene in episode nine where Baek Taemin forces John Soul to go drinking with him, and then says, "I'll drink until you agree to be my friend," Whoa. and then starts dumping those shots. Whoa! How
1: Master how manipulator. Was that? After how- he. Freaking gives a little <laughs> sob story about how no one wants to be his friend and how everyone puts a walls up around them. And then uh, let me hold you hostage, like emotional, ho- emotional hostage in this moment.
0: Well, I poison myself to death. Whoa, big team in, go home. <laughs> I so appreciate John soul's constant efforts to be like, I do don't want to be part of this relationship and here's some ways that i can constantly avoid you and constantly get out of it i think she shows a real level-headedness when it comes to tame in
1: she's amazing she is trained like a real real woman to freaking bend over backwards to avoid crazy men
0: good Mm -hmm. job good job Good
1: job. You're. Uh, you shouldn't have to be this way, but you're doing it good, and I'm proud of you.
0: I'm very proud of you. That uh was crazy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know what any of my notes mean. Okay, this one I get what it means. I figured it out. I solved the riddle. The last part of episode nine. I said. Replay of the runaway slash drop the stopwatch slash kiss scene, but sexier. Do
1: Whoa. you remember that? Way sexier. It was not sexy the first time.
0: It was not sexy at all the first time.
1: And then it got super, super sexy the second time. <laughs> and then the there third was- time they showed it. And then the fourth time they showed the same flashback. <laughs>
0: This flashback keeps changing, guys. It's a little different every time. had a little flavor,
1: a little, a little flavor, a little seasoning on that scene. It was a little, a little bland. Little
0: <laughs> we'll spice it up, <laughs> yeah. guys. I sometimes I feel like a cute. I'm. I mean, I was gonna say I feel like a cute fifty year old lady that's like oh, these young people kissing. <laughs> But I'm like, we're still gonna be doing this podcast at fifty, and I'm gonna be like, younger Emily, <laughs> shut your mouth. You've always felt this way. It's always been like this. It's always been like this. But look at these cute young people falling in love. Oh, look at them. I do declare a kill. Oh,
1: I know. I that was the first moment where I was like, okay, yeah, I'm behind this romance. I feel it. That was spicy.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: I was. I was like needing a scene that actually like had some flavor so that was good that was a good yeah kiss scene a real kiss scene
0: yeah i think a big problem with these characters is they've built these walls around themselves as characters but even as viewers you feel like you don't really get to know them and you don't really understand them so that was a big moment for breaking those walls down and being like, no, they really do like each other, even though they're both a little bit crazy and standoffish.
1: Yeah, like they are very attracted to each other and like here is a like nice scene where they have it for a whole couple of minutes and then they flash it back immediately and they're like, oh, but he was a jerk right after, like a true K-drama man. <laughs>
0: He's got to show his manliness by being a jerk. Got to hide his
1: feelings because he's part of the rebellion and rebels don't have feelings.
0: (laughs) I understand that. I like how they played uh, So Young as like, he always loved her, but he could never show it because he knew she was smart enough to pretty quickly figure out that he was the leader. Yeah. Okay, that's cute. A little star-crossed love story.
1: Yeah, I can get behind that. I guess because obviously it's not so star-crossed in the in the real meat space.
0: Yeah, <laughs> in the meat space. So <laughs> the present timeline. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay. Cute.
1: <laughs> oh. Um. <Let's- clears throat> in had a weird day. Had one whole weird day where he poisoned himself almost to death, and then showed up at Seju's house, and then met a ghost, and then woke up
0: again. freaking guest room is my favorite (laughs) room in any house.
1: May everyone in the world have that much confidence, just like that much (laughs) self-confidence.
0: I hope Like, that two giant pictures of himself, and then just green <laughs> everywhere. Like, the
1: most weird, like, intense shade of green. It's not bright, but it's not dark. It's just intense.
0: I really love it. Yeah, it's a good If room. I were super freaking rich, that's the room that I would want.
1: It's, like, the only thing about Seju's style that I like. Ooh, is that me? <laughs> <laughs> I hate it all.
0: Probably not. They went on a date, and he had this weird shirt that is like a normal button down, except the end of the sleeves were like bell sleeves. And that's like, okay, style icon, go for it. But then there's a part where they zoom in, and his collar is super frayed. And, and like, I was what? like, are we going for the frayed look again? It gave me weird we can't flashbacks. play it like... Yeah, we can't do both, like, a dirty and, like, a beautiful, uh, pirate (laughs) flamboyant (laughs) thing. I don't know, there were so many looks going on in one shirt. It is, like, everything. Everything he
1: wears looks like H&M rejects, which you've got to be very extra to be rejected (laughs) from H&M. Sorry.
0: He can do it. He's the only one that can pull it off, because he's mega million dollar riches.
1: Yeah, if you're rich, you can wear anything
0: you want. And he stays inside most of the time, which is good. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. You should be a writer.
1: At one point, he's wearing this sweater that I thought was fine, until I saw it on someone else, and I thought it was the worst, because...
0: That's exactly what I was thinking. There's so much chest on Shin Yul when he wears it that it's like, whoa, that's low cut. And like
1: his, he he doesn't get the like undershirt under it, and so you can see like all of his deltoids. But it's like it doesn't look. Uh, it looks Shappy. no, it's not Sorry, it's you a good luck. He's not here to like look good for us I get that like I do but it was bad it made me feel weird like I was looking at someone (laughs) in their pajamas but like I wasn't (laughs) supposed to see them you know like when you knock on someone's door but it's kind of early and they like were not expecting you and they're wearing like their weird t-shirt with the stretched out neck that's how it felt
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. But yeah, I think you didn't notice it on Seju, because he just wears weird stuff like that. Yeah. So then once they put it on Shin Yul, you're like, oh no, that sweater's <laughs> really bad. So bad. I don't oh. It's not you, Shinyul. Mm-hmm. You're a beautiful man. It's just everything that Seju wears. Don't copy his style mm
1: Ever. Never wear what he's wearing. I was so glad that they immediately put him back in a suit. It's like, praise the K-drama gods for putting you in the like only thing that I feel <laughs> comfortable seeing you in anymore.
0: Now that we're in our fashion segment that we've slid into unconsciously, there was an outfit that John Sol wear wore. I was gonna say <laughs> weird. She <laughs> weared it. Um, she wore an outfit. I think it might have been episode 12. And it was the richest outfit that I've ever seen her in. It was like this bright shirt. Oh, that's when she met Shin uh, Yul. It's when she finally yeah. gets to see him. She's wearing like this bright shirt and this like Kimono style Shawl Coat Yeah It's like a It's like a knit Shawl Shawl Kimono Coat I like it mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it yeah. But I feel like her style Is not usually that Extra Mm-mm. Yeah she wears
1: really basic clothes There's one part I don't remember what episode it was in either But she's just wearing like a brown coat Over Like, a really light-colored outfit. I don't even remember what was under it. I just remember it's the episode that she goes to Taemin's house when he's fighting with his dad. And she looked very nice. I was like, oh, Uh. I love that coat. Yes. Give me the K-drama coats. Forever. She does have a good
0: style. Yeah. It reminds me of Susie's style in While You're Sleeping yeah, where it's I feel a that. lot more attainable.
1: Right, like it's not um but classy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think oh, um you know who dressed really nice but I couldn't keep up. Like I it it was kind of unattainable was in Huayugi. Doesn't matter. Oh.
0: Yeah, everyone main, in Hauiugi? Everyone mean, in Hauiugi. Every single character? The main character
1: I meant, but definitely every other character as well I also met.
0: Yes. Because she was supposed to be like a normal person. Rich person, but a normal person. But her clothes were stunning.
1: Yeah, all of them. I really loved like every turtleneck Anyways. she wore. I was like, yeah, anyway, that's a different K-drama, guys. Go back and listen to Hauiugi. <laughs> Go watch it and listen to that one. Go, we're, go
0: check it out. We're currently, the fashion on that, that show is so, so good.
1: We're currently in Chicago Typewriter, where we're talking just we're about Chicago We're currently watching typewriter. a lot
0: of other shows. <laughs> uh, I actually watched an entire Taiwanese drama this week, because I was trying to avoid Chicago Typewriter <laughs> so vehemently. Was it good? It was pretty good. I actually really liked it.
1: We'll talk about this in Do a Do you want me to
0: say the name? I don't know if yeah. that's
1: weird. It's not We're weird. We're never going to watch it. Yeah, just, to, we won't watch it, but you guys can watch it. I, oh, I'm okay. going to watch it if you guys want to talk to us about it later. Oh. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's called Refresh Man. It's real, real good. Go check it out. Yeah. Refresh Man. It's, <laughs> I can't say it's better than Chicago Typewriter, but I definitely watched it instead.
1: You watched all of it, so there's I that.
0: all of it. Yeah, I usually don't do that It's committed Guys, what what else do we have? Mm, The world's most
1: dramatic declaration of love happened in this K-drama I've literally never felt so overwhelmed by someone's love declaration, it was a lot When they're sitting in the hospital room and they're talking about whether or not they're gonna even do the thing and then he like tells her that She was supposed to save him, and he was always supposed to love her with his whole heart, and I was like, it's beautiful, but if I was sitting in that room, I would feel very overwhelmed by how much went into it.
0: Have you ever seen a drama where they're watching a drama?
1: This one, yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: I think, yeah, I think that happens in a few K-dramas where there's like a, a room full of people that are watching a K-drama and reacting like crazily, like overreacting, like oh, the drama. And I feel like that's one of those parts where I was like, am I supposed to be in a Korean cafe that's playing Chicago typewriter? And yeah. everyone who watches this scene is just like, oh, like a communal <laughs> gasp. Like, this is the moment we've all been waiting for. They're so in love. There's some love. Group victory for us.
1: Everybody high five. I'll get out.
0: <laughs> That's what it felt like. It felt like a scene that could fill a room.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was... There was so much emotion, it really could fill a room. And I was like, okay, you're doing great. Very well yeah. played. I just... It feels... Um, When it goes to that level of drama, it feels a little inauthentic to me. Mm. Because, like I said, if I was, like, if I was Jun Sol in that room, sitting right there, like, I could love a person very much. And if I had a love declaration like that, I would not smile, like, meekly the way she smiled. I would be like, I'm gonna go get some coffee. (laughs) Love you too. Need
0: a minute. Yeah, I see that. I thought it was so dramatic that it kind of pushed me out of the drama. But on the other hand, I thought that the show built really well to that moment where it was kind of a clash of his past life and his current life and all his feelings like Colliding into each other And him finally realizing Like what it all means to him Yeah So, that's, so yeah, it was a big bang yeah. But not unexpected Really well done <laughs> um, The biggest note that I have For episode 11 Is Before their kiss And it just says John Sol and Seju go on a date. Stupid hats and stupid shirts.
1: Whoa, she got him the worst hat. She picked it. He was like, go pick out some hats. And she was like, I'm gonna be mean. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's a mean joke. That looks like a <laughs> freaking hat that I would get like from my brother and then tell him it was very important to me that he wear it. Like... <laughs>
0: Uh yeah. I've seen those hats, like, in Korean things. So I think they're popular in Korea right oh, now. Oh, no.
1: Sorry, guys. But
0: they're bad. Yeah, I they're hate They're objectively them. bad.
1: They are. They're bucket hats. They're just bucket hats, but thicker material.
0: So, yeah. And then I think he was wearing his dirty pirate shirt and. I can't remember what shirt she was wearing, but I guess I didn't like it. Yeah. It
1: it was, like, a boxy dress or something,
0: I guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I think it was, like, a shirt that was just super long. Yeah, just, like, a really long shirt. Yeah, I think, like, (laughs) American, I guess it's just my American style to be, like, if you have a really long shirt, then you wear, like, leggings underneath it or, like, tights and be, like, this is a freaking dress now. But she's, like. Wear some regular, like, boyfriend jeans. And I was like, oh, that's just such a square look.
1: Yeah. I think it is, like, a very... Sometimes... I gen- generally think that, uh, like, people in K-dramas, I don't know if it typically reflects the actual styles in Korea, but I gen- generally, like, really, really, really like them. Mm-hmm. But I have noticed that they dress a lot boxier than most of at least my like American style sensibilities. Yes, I wear a lot of tight leggings because they're comfy.
0: I'm wearing leggings now. Me too. (laughs) It just is always, and I know that in Japan, I can't wear leggings as pants outside. That's a no-no thing. Is it? Yes, That's good I don't know, know if it's the same in Korea, but here they think they're pretty much equivalent to tights. Oh, so it's like yeah, you can imagine someone walking around in tights. And you'd, you'd be, be like, like, no, put some freaking pants on, weirdo. Yeah, yeah. So I don't wear leggings outside of the house, and I yeah, I get the impression it's similar in Korea, where like k-pop idols seem to wear really short skirts and shorts but probably normal people are like i wear less form-fitting stuff yeah like boyfriend cut jeans and a box t-shirt and that's cool yeah where yeah in america it's like i don't know keep it tight
1: yeah keep it close to you i uh I don't even have pockets on my pretty much everyday leggings. I just wear them tight enough that I can stick my cell phone in my waistband.
0: (laughs) Nice. Nice. I still wear the Victoria's Secret ones that have a little secret pocket in the back.
1: Those are very nice. I get mine from Eddie Bauer.
0: Oh. They got that
1: thick, like, athletic legging. It's very comfy.
0: Those are my Victoria's Secret ones, too. They're, like, two years old now. But they're still kicking. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, VS for life. I don't know why I'm such a big fan. Uh, they're not sponsoring us today. No, so, it-
1: no one is. And we have done a million <laughs> shoutouts while we're here. Hey, Subway, didn't see you in these four episodes. Subway. Miss you.
0: We miss you and your sandwiches. <laughs> if you want to send us any cards, any some gift cards... I don't know, postcards would be fine. Yeah. We do a lot Any for you. Any kind of cards. <laughs> our... We do, every time it's in a K-drama, we mention it. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Because it's in every idea. K-drama. <laughs> we need a sponsorship. Alright. Let's see. Oh. Then they have a little passion kiss. Yeah. What else? What um, are you gonna say?
1: I was just gonna say that at one point, the sad dad of Tae um who has, he's going through everything all at once. It's a rough life. But he uh, said a very good translated quote, at least. Translated, it was, My heart is always in hell, and it's bitter. (laughs) It was like, (laughs) mood!
0: (laughs) It's funny because it makes sense. No, it doesn't. That's good, though. Yes. I'm sure it was just a direct translation of what he said. I
1: just like when things sound crazy. Like, I know (laughs) that it wasn't supposed to. Like, it was probably supposed to be really, really meaningful because he was, like, trying to sort of have an apology where he just expressed his deepest sorrow for, like, how things have ended up between him and Seiju. But it was so... It, he, it sounds wild. Like, it's crazy <laughs> to say, my heart is always in hell, and it's bitter. Whoa. What? It's like listening to the Smiths in a K-drama. There goes my dog.
0: <laughs> I. Th- the translators on Vicky do some work, y'all. Yeah. They do real work. Like, I don't know how they do all this, but... I'm sure there's plenty like that that are just weird. Did you notice, especially that... These past four episodes, especially, but there was one. And I remember distinctly the scene before Seiju and Yul wear the same sweater. Where they're talking, and the freaking translators had like a paragraph explaining what they're talking about they, with every sentence they did work i had to keep pausing it <laughs> i was like oh, yeah we plus do read it was like the reading culture,
1: a no? little novel like yeah
0: that yeah. was so good that's so nice of them to not be like do you want to hear a gibberish conversation because that's what you're gonna get yeah here's a lot of references to ghost stuff that nobody else understands they're like, here you go, we got you. Here's what all this actually means in terms of them talking like normal people. Yeah, they did some work. That was so so good. Just shout out to Vicky because I don't think this show is on <laughs> Drama Fever.
1: Yeah, yeah, Vicky, you're doing great. Drama Fever, you also do good work. Uh, Ghostwriter team, I know the name of the team because they're always named so thematically.
0: Yeah, they're so good.
1: I think, like, I don't know. I feel like I've covered everything I want to cover. Do you want to cover anything? Do you want to talk about something else?
0: Um, one more line from Baked Amen. Okay, Just, like, reading out what I wrote down. Um, after the funeral, Baked Amen sees his dad hanging out with Seiju, and he gets all petty and jealous, and he approaches Seiju. And he, like, he says you gotta stay away from John Soul because she'll be in danger if you stick around her. And I know to him that's a warning because he knows about the girl on the motorcycle, like, going after John Soul instead of Seiju. But to Seiju, I think that just sounds like he's threatening his girlfriend. Straight up, like, just a threat. And he doesn't react like I thought he would react. He's pretty, like, chill about it. And Big Timon's like, this is my last act of friendship towards you. And Sinjin's like, oh, thanks. I guess we're not going to be friends anymore. And I'm like, well, you shouldn't be because he's crazy. But also he just definitely threatened your girlfriend.
1: Yeah, like... Like, murder-threatened your girlfriend. Not just like i am I'm gonna steal your girlfriend. Like, these creepy yeah. men who think they can own women kind of do. He's
0: like, she's gonna be in trouble, safety-wise. She
1: could be killed or maimed.
0: I Me and Raquel are super good at threats. We're super <laughs> threatening. She's, a uh, she's in danger. Murder danger.
1: The murder kind of danger.
0: The murder kind of danger.
1: She could be killed. She may be dead.
0: Murder wise. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. How did they end episode twelve? That's how we'll end this freaking podcast.
1: Blood.
0: Oh, oh. they go. To, he sends them to the past. Chynul blows his magic match and sends our homies away. Never to return. That's his secret plan. Yeah, and then yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> I don't know. I
1: hope so. <laughs> I hope that Shin Yule sent them to the past and then traps them there, so he'll be, the, so that they can be his friends forever. And that's what Chicago Typewriter was about.
0: That's what it was about. We end there, and it's totally fine that the. K-drama is over now, because we finally found out who Homegirl shot. It's over. It's over. Good ending.
1: Um, but yeah, there's a lot of blood, and he dies on top of the typewriter, which I think may be why he ends up trapped in the typewriter, is because he died
0: upon it. I guess, yeah. I guess. I don't know. And he was, like... There's, there's a few scenes in these four episodes where she remembers holding a gun and pointing it at someone. And then she remembers Seju turning around. So she thinks that she shot Seju for a lot of the, the four episodes. And then this one ends in a similarly vague way where Shin Yul dies, but you don't see who shot him. I don't even... Does, are we sure he got shot? I don't remember. I obviously didn't watch Bowl. I think he closely. got shot.
1: I think he got shot right in the head.
0: Okay, so like, he got shot and he dies. But you don't see who shot him, right?
1: Right. I, and obviously, like, they're gonna think that it was um, uh, past Jim Soul. No. I don't, like, no.
0: In mm-hmm. fact... We're not playing this game anymore.
1: Right. I never thought that she shot... Seju's past incarnation either. In fact, I wrote down, I tried to call the shot, but I have no way to prove it, but I just said I feel like she probably didn't kill him by IBK.
0: <laughs> There's just so much drama that it's hard to get on board and be like, okay, yeah, she and I are both going to cry for three episodes straight because she killed Seju.
1: Right. Well, when you put too many red herrings... In a row, it's like everything feels like a red herring. I'm like, yeah. That's true.
0: She didn't kill
1: Shenuel. It just, like, that didn't happen. I don't
0: know. You guys, you're the boy who cried wolf at this point, And we don't believe anything that you try and trick us into. Yep. Sorry. It's so hard because I feel like such a butthole. It's not that I don't like this show. I just don't like their games.
1: Mm-mm. I don't like feeling tricked, I want honesty.
0: Honesty. (laughs) One more week, and then all of this will be solved, and everyone will die, and that'll be the end of the world. Yep. And that's it, that's all. (laughs)
1: Let's skip it.
0: Let's skip it. Let's never watch the last four episodes and just do a bonus episode. (laughs) I want to know. I'm not going to look it up before we finish it, but I'm really curious if we'll get to the end and then go to the comments and everyone will be like, I just love the ending of this show. It was just the best (laughs) ending. 10 out of 10 stars because of the ending. Like I was going
1: to give it a 6 and then that ending was so good, I'm going to give it a 10.
0: And we're like, it all makes sense now. They just liked the last four episodes.
1: I guess we have to watch them, so join us next week for the last four episodes of Chicago Typewriter.
0: We can do it!
1: Push through. Power through.
0: Push through. Um, in the meantime you can go to our website to find all past episodes, you can leave comments on individual episodes and you can sign up for our newsletter to get notified when we start a new show that's playonk.com
1: we have an email you can email us, we love to chat there about just like whatever's going on, if you want to request another K-drama after this one obviously this is going to wrap up in a week or two and so it Two weeks, like that's a week or two. Um, anyway, set schedule. You've got two weeks. If you want to request a K drama, uh, that is where to do it. Or if you just want to tell us to stop being so shitty about this K drama, you can tell us through our email. It's playonkpodcast at gmail.com.
0: Um, you can always tweet at us. Try and keep it positive, but we, we can't stop you if you're not. We are at PlayOnK on Twitter, and let us know what your favorite parts of this K-drama were, and why. Why? Why?
1: Why? <laughs> and then we also are on the iTunes space. Um, just head over there. We're just PlayOnK. That's us. That's the one. You can also rate us and review us there. Um. Uh, i know every podcaster ever forever and always if you listen to any other podcast it says that exact same thing uh but it does help especially if they're kind
0: kind of uh, <laughs> thank you as always to james hevel for doing our theme song you are amazing and we love you ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. And, and thanks as always for listening yeah Okay. bye Okay, bye